Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. If you purchase supplies for a business, you know it's nearly impossible to find everything you need in one place. And that's why there's Zorro.com, where the number one goal is to make your life easier. Zorro.com, that's Z-O-R-O.com, is where you'll find everything you need for your businesses of any size and almost any industry. Zorro.com has tools and equipment, safety and office supplies, cleaning supplies, and more. Zorro has tons of stuff for industries like electrical, plumbing, contracting, manufacturing, and more. You'll find brands you know and trust like Stanley, 3M, Milwaukee, Schneider, and Rubbermaid, just to name a few. Zorro.com offers amazing customer service from real people based in the United States. You'll also enjoy fast, free shipping of orders of $50 or more. Even if you don't have a business to shop for, you can still find lots of great items at Zorro.com. Visit Zorro.com slash Dan to sign up for a Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. That's Zorro.com slash Dan. Sign up for the Z-mail and get 15% off your first order. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Oh, one. That's right. They, they won one. This is Dan Patrick. Hour two on this Meat Friday, Traeger Meat Friday. We brought in some heavy artillery. We brought in uh, Chad Ward, one of the great grill masters. He's out there now creating a feast on the Traeger Grill. It's a Traeger Meat Friday. Uh, welcome to the program. It's uh, 19 degrees, by the way, here in uh, the Northeast. Northeast Corridor. And uh, winter's here, officially arrived. But we got a fire pit outside. How did we live without that fire pit? I, I, when we went down to uh, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela, and I saw that fire pit, I said, oh, we need that. And we brought that back, and I don't know how we survived without that. It's so communal. Oh, it's great. It would be nice to have some winter beers today and uh, just stand out there by the fire, have some, uh, have some food. All right, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to DirecTV Audience Network. That's channel 239brlive.com and our great radio affiliates around the country. Chris Sims from NBC Sports will join us coming up in a little bit. He got some feedback. He gave his top 10 quarterbacks of all time, and he didn't, uh, he didn't, he didn't get a lot of compliments, let's put it that way. But I will say this about Chris Sims. He is not afraid. He's also the guy who loved Lamar Jackson coming out of college, and he caught some grief about that as well because he thought he was uh, the best quarterback coming out of college. But his, uh, his top 10, what was the most controversial pick that he had on his top 10 list there, McLovin? He had Breeze down at number 10. Okay. I mean, top 10 is still great. So what? Anything else controversial? Was I think Todd can confirm this. Bradshaw and Staubach were ahead of like Breeze and maybe Elway. Okay, and he had Steve Bartkowski six. No, no that's, not, that's true, not true, Todd. No, that's a lot. So here's his here's his top ten list: uh, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Drew Breeze, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre, Dan Marino. Is that right? Uh, oh, that's that- Florio. Okay, so this is Chris Sims. This is the all time quarterback list. Aaron Rodgers, number one. 
I'll let him explain that. Uh, John Elway second, Tom Brady, then Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, and Drew Brees. All righty. All right, I'll let him try to answer that. Um, hmm. I wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers one. I wouldn't have Favre that high. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, as much as I like them, like, I don't know if Terry was ever the best quarterback in the NFL. Now, they won Super Bowls, but follow me on this. I don't know if he was ever considered the best quarterback. Was he an MVP? I don't, I don't know if Terry ever won the MVP. He was, he was a very good quarterback on great teams. Roger Staubach, he was great. Um, Roger would be better in today's game because of his athleticism, his ability to uh, run. Uh, Breeze in their top ten. All right. I mean, it's not it's not terrible. I think having Elway over Brady is going to bother some people. Yeah, McLevin. We got one uh, MVP for Bradshaw, 78. Okay. Yeah, but I, I don't know if he was ever considered. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> was that Al Michaels there on the call? <laughs> yeah, I'm watching. Andrew just tweeted a couple minutes ago, play of the decade, and it's the Philly oh, special. Oh, the Philly special is the play of the decade? <laughs> yeah. A bit biased. So I was just watching to see oh. who it was that blew the coverage on Foles. <laughs> oh. All these Patriots fans t- uh, tweeted me back with Malcolm Butler interception as the play of the decade. I would say that that, that absolutely won a Super Bowl. That, that to me... Like, that's not even close that Philly spec. Wait, who voted on this as the play of the decade? Uh, me. I just threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> he took a loss and made it into a win. Malcolm Butler had the biggest play. That's probably the biggest play in Super Bowl history. Tyree catch, helmet catch with everything that went he, along with they it? They still had to score. Yeah. I, is there a bigger? It's Antonio Holmes in the corner. That's, that's right there. That one's right there because it was a perfectly placed pass, a two-minute drill, and Ben put it where he needed to. But you had Seattle on the doorstep, and they're going to win another Super Bowl. And Malcolm Butler, not only – I thought he just broke up the play. He made the interception. Yes, he – All they had to do was hand the ball to Marshawn Lynch, and he was going right in. (laughs) Nobody could stop him that day. Uh, All they had to do was give him the ball. Just the fact that I'm right under the goalpost, and I'm watching, and my my eyes are on Marshawn Lynch the whole time, because I think Seattle's winning. So now I'm thinking, okay, Russell Wilson will be on the podium, Marshawn Lynch will be up there. Do you, is Paul Allen going to be there? You'll have Pete Carroll. So I start taking inventory who I'm going to interview, and I'm just watching Marshawn Lynch. So I'm staring at Marshawn Lynch. The play starts, and I realize he's not getting it, and I go, oh bleep. Because Russell's going to throw, and he's throwing over the middle, where you either complete it or it could be tipped and intercepted. And then all of a sudden, Malcolm Butler runs in, and I thought, oh, he just broke up that play. And then I realized he made that interception. And I, then all of a sudden, I'm going, okay, Brady's up there, uh, Edelman's up, Gronk's up there, Belichick, is Malcolm Butler going to be up there? Didn't Brady give his car or truck to Malcolm Butler? I think he did. And I almost was, I was going to bring that up to him on the podium about, shouldn't you give that truck to Malcolm Butler? But I thought I didn't want to do that in front of 100 million people where I'm 
guilting him into giving the truck to Malcolm Butler. Yeah, Paul. The only other play in Super Bowl history I think is direct comparison would be Mike Jones of the Rams, the middle linebacker, his tackle on Kevin Dyson. Yeah. They are winning, you know, it, it's six inches from a touchdown. If he doesn't make that tackle, they tie up the game. Yeah. Yeah, McLovin. But the Philly special was a designed play. Like, if you want to say play call of the decade, give me that. It was a bold call to go trick play in that fourth down situation. So semantics. No, no it's, I'm taking what I could get here. But I would take James Harrison's interception. Oh, that was sick. Because if I'm going to say a designed play, it was a designed play by the defense that they knew what Kurt Warner was going to do, and he stepped in front. That, that Super Bowl was crazy. It had the Larry Fitzgerald touchdown. Like it, it, it was unbelievable when you look at that Arizona team. And didn't they get blown out? And didn't Chris Collinsworth talk about how bad or this is one of the worst teams to go to the Super Bowl? They were nine and seven that yeah. year, I think. But you know they they almost pulled it off without Ben with that two minute drill. That was such a that was so much fun watching that on the sidelines. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, if Harrison doesn't get in, that game is so different too. Because he almost got him at like the one yard line. Yeah, and the clock had expired in the first half. End of the first half. Yeah, Paul. I think one of the great play calls of the decade uh, was it 2010 Super Bowl Saints Colts when Sean Payton called for the onside kick to start the second half. Yep. When it works, it goes down as one of the great calls of all time. Yeah, that's actually an underrated call by by uh, Sean. Uh, searching to find the greatest holiday baker begins as eight amateur bakers. They enter the kitchen and they show off their family traditions and superb baking skills. Hosted by Jesse Palmer, they have to prove their abilities in front of the tough love judges, Duff Goldman, Nancy Fuller. Uh, tune in Monday nights, an all new episode only on Food Network. We change in the poll question for hour two, McLovin. Yeah, I have a lot of decade questions. Here's a general decade question. It's been the decade of uh, social media and sports. I really got started in the 2010s. Has social media been good or bad for the sports fan? I'd say good. I'd say good. For the most part, uh, it, it allows you to talk in real time. You can vent. You can brag. Now, I, I'm not on it, but I, I'm guessing that it is cathartic in a way that you can have fun with something. You can send something out, pictures. Uh, you know, the community there, when they're playing nice, I think the community is a lot of fun for uh, sports fans. Yeah, Paul. I, I totally agree. It's like when you're sitting home and watching a game and you can't hang out with your friends, you can make snarky jokes on social media about the game and commune on it. When you say the negative is, it, I think social media has had a, a, almost a paralyzing effect on the leagues with the officiating because all they do is get critiqued all day, every day. These officials are just as good as they were a decade ago. They're not, or just we, as bad as they were a right. decade so ago. So they're exactly the same as they were a decade ago. But now we critique every move, right, wrong, indifferent. Well, that's another thing that you are, you get that opportunity to critique. You know, LeBron James is probably the most criticized athlete of all time. When, when you think about the number of people who get to criticize him and do it in real time, you know, he misses a couple of free throws against the Pacers. Oh, same old LeBron. Uh, you know, last night, didn't have a great game against Milwaukee. That one started out slow where I'm going, okay, I'm kind of waiting for the two best teams in basketball here. It took a while before I saw one of the best teams in basketball with Milwaukee. But uh, it, I know it, it was supposed to have a playoff feel to it, and, and I think the buildup was, but then I'm watching it and I'm like, eh, maybe not. Uh, here is Frank Vogel, the Lakers head coach on the loss last night. 
We were making uh, good plays offensively and not, not getting the payoff, you know, missing finishes at the rim and, and inside-out passes at the three-point line. And when you're not scoring, uh, sometimes your, your team can lose focus, and I felt like we did that during that stretch and let them get off on the other end. All right. Any other poll questions, uh, McLevin, you're thinking of? I had a question off the NBA. All Who's right. the one player that the NBA wants in the finals? One player. Is it Giannis, LeBron, or somebody new like a Doncic? I th- I th- I think it's Le- LeBron. I still. do too. I think he's well, the but you draw. get the Lakers if you get LeBron. Yeah, yeah. And, but and, I think even if LeBron was on Cleveland still, I think he would still be the biggest ratings draw. Yeah, but if you get the Lakers in and get LeBron and get that market, that that's huge. Also, I do think it's a little bit people. If you don't root for LeBron, you kind of root against him too. Oh, so yeah. I think that doubles the rating. But I'm also wondering who would the NBA want in there as the uh, opposition for the Lakers. I guess the Greek freak because the best player in basketball. I, who well, you know, Philly. Philly has more star power, but you know, who else in the East? The Celtics' history. They, they, even though the Celtics aren't household names right now, you can embrace the entire historical mm-hmm. Lakers-Celtics matchup around that that seven game series. Yeah, I, nobody talks about the Celtics. I mean, it's like, okay. They have good but boring players. Kemba is really good, but he's not a highlight guy. No. Uh, I mean, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Okay. Gordon. Yeah. I don't know. Is there any other? No. The Heat? The Heat are a resurgent. They're fun, but they don't have star power. Like, Jimmy Butler is your star. They, they have a really good team. They just don't have any star power. All right. Uh, we'll get to phone calls coming up. We'll settle on our uh, poll question. A couple of things that uh, I noticed here. The Ravens have scored at least 20 points in every one of Lamar Jackson's career regular season starts. That's 21. That's one of the longer streaks by a quarterback to open his career in the Super Bowl era, only surpassed by Kurt Warner's 23. Patrick Mahomes went 21 consecutive games. So if the Ravens get over 20 points this weekend, then uh, Lamar Jackson will be second on that all-time list. Then it goes down to John Kitna and Carson Wentz at nine each. But entering this year, three current NFL teams had never ranked in the top five in NFL scoring. You guys want to take a guess? There were three teams, three current NFL franchises had never ranked in the top five of the NFL in scoring offense. McLovin? Oh, my gosh. That is so hard. Um the Jaguars came to mind, but with the Bacardell Smith years, were they good? Uh, Jaguars? Nope. Two of them. Well, one one is easy, I think. The Texans, because you don't think of the Texans as an explosive offense. They are tenth right now, twenty four point four. So they they didn't make it into the top five. The Ravens are averaging almost thirty four points a game this year. Does that surprise you? No, I mean they're um, they're gonna. You said the Ravens. They're gonna kill the Browns this weekend too. By the way, are they? I mean the Browns are kind of. That's in Cleveland. It's a revenge game. I know. That, I'm just, that's why I was thinking. Uh, isn't Baltimore angry in this one? I know, but Cleveland. There's a few guys playing for some things in this game. It feels like the Buccaneers are third in the league in scoring at just under 30 points per game. So the Ravens at 33.7, which is. That's, a, that's pretty impressive. And I think that when you start to think of them in a shootout with Kansas City, they have as much firepower as Kansas City does. 
you, you may not realize it until you watch them. Kansas City's, you know, quick strike. You know, Baltimore is more methodical. It's like a guillotine or water torture. Kansas City gives you the guillotine. The Ravens, that's just water torture. Drip, drip, drip. Yes, McLovin. I'm curious if all these blowouts Baltimore has, that's usually an indicator of a Super Bowl team, right? To, to have a huge margin. I don't know, like, the fact they've blown out so many good teams, that has to give them a great chance, Completely right? blowed out. Tom Brady faces the Buffalo Bills. Don't know how that elbow is. If it's uh, more serious than they're letting on, Julian Edelman's health concerns there. Brady is 31 and 3 against Buffalo in his career. He is 29 and 6 against the Jets. So I was looking at at Brady's win total, regular season win total. So that's that's 60 wins that have come against Buffalo and the Jets. 60 of his 218 Regular season victories. Is that amazing? McLevin, you have a problem uh, with the AFC East, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little unfair, but it's still incredibly impressive because those teams are geared up to beat the Patriots, too. Every year, they're like, we got we got a plan to beat them. He's won 82% of his games in the AFC East. <laughs> 82%. What did Peyton do against the AFC South? I'm curious. I'll what? ask stats. It's got to be high, right? I don't think it's 82%. Probably 77% of his games, but Brady... 60 of his 218 wins in the regular season have come against the Jets and the Bills. They, of course, uh, play this weekend. Who do you like there? Well, when they played Buffalo in Buffalo, I thought Buffalo, and said it on the show, that they'll give them everything they can handle. And, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if Buffalo won that game. Had Josh Allen, if you know, this Josh Allen been playing back then, then I think Buffalo would have beaten uh, the Patriots. Uh, now you go into New England. They don't lose there. But if, if you're ever going to beat them, this would be the time you beat them because the offense is, you know, null and void, basically. I don't know how healthy Brady is. Is Edelman going to play? And even though you're playing them up there, can you score enough points? And the over-under... I think is like 35, something crazy like that. Does that sound right? 37. 37 in that game. New England minus six and a half. But the over-under is 37. Pittsburgh and, let me see, there's another 37. Pittsburgh and the Jets, 37 over-under there. Let me see if we got a big scoring one. Uh Seattle and Arizona is 50 and a half. Hmm. Okay. Kansas City at Chicago, 44 and a half. Houston at Tampa. They're expecting some points here. 50. I know my guy, my my guy, Jameis Winston's going to put up some numbers. Does Jameis Winston put up 450 yards again? That has to be a record, right? I think it's already a record. He's gone back-to-back games of over 450 yards. Did he make the Pro Well, no, he didn't make the Pro Bowl. He's got no receivers this week, though. Hmm. No Evans, no Godwin. That's not good. Yes, Paulie? I got a light hot take. I think J.J. Watt plays again this regular season. I think he plays Week 17. Well, he said that he's on, on pace to come back. So, I don't know if it's regular season, but you get the feel. You know, unless he, I don't know, unless you're going to try it out in the regular season, just because I don't think you want to debut 
yourself after the injury in the postseason. But it feels like uh, you know maybe maybe that final week he's going to be able to play. Yeah, McLeod. I think the Texans clinch the playoffs if they win if they beat Tampa Bay. Okay, which means somebody should look forward to winning at one o'clock on Saturday and in three weeks. Oh, no, I see. wow! Texans, they got to do it this year. Come on, if you get Watt back and you have Deshaun Watson, you got to win some playoff games. Yeah, now I I kind of want to see them. I do with Deshaun Watson there, but they it, they it got to the point where I thought if they could have started at ten o'clock. Like 10 a.m. Oh, they're like Maryland? Like Saturday morning. Yeah, just start it like at 10 o'clock in the morning. Wait, for a playoff game? Yeah, yeah, you guys got to, you know, 10 o'clock. Go on ahead. 10 o'clock, then you guys start. Get done by, you know, 1 o'clock when the uh, real games start. Yes, McLean. Uh You know that the Bills-Patriots is during a certain Christmas party. Oh, well, I'll have it on. Yeah, I know. Like, what's the etiquette at a Christmas party? Yeah, you can, I don't, you know, just say hi and then that's it. Then yeah, we could all. Well, nobody's monitoring you to see if you're like a social butterfly. How about you? You're the, ho- you have to play host. Oh, no, I'm outside in the garage. I'm outside by the fire and uh, there's no TV out there. And I'll be out there with uh, Chad and uh, Alan, the IT guy. Yes, Seth Seaton. Can you move a TV out there? Can I? Can I? Can I? Yes, I yeah. Okay, okay, how about this? Actually, it's will you move a TV oh, will out there? I? I know you can. Maybe if Alan, the IT guy, does it. Yeah. And we could do that. I mean, because that would be fun, because then you could watch the game and be around the fire and also avoid everybody. Yes. Great, great idea. Yes. I like to see people when they come. I'm a greeter. Yeah. And then after that, I, I send you on your way into the house, and then we're done. You spend a lot of time tinkering with that uh, truck that's out front, that vintage truck out front. Oh, yeah. I got to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then somebody <laughs> always comes out. Uh, we ran out of toilet paper. Like I'm the only person. All right, who that can was help. between me and you. I don't know why that's <laughs> air and dirty laundry. Literally, uh, I don't get it. Why don't you bring your own? I should bring my own. All right, BYOT. I'll leave a couple of bucks in the on the tray or something. The holiday tray. We'll take a break here. Chris Sims is joining us in studio. He's got some explaining to do. As a top ten quarterback, I'm, he should have put his dad on the list just for fun. We'll talk to him about his top 10 list. Chris Sims, one of our favorites from NBC Sports. And then uh, in an hour from now, Mark Jackson from ABC ESPN. We'll talk to him about last night's Lakers-Bucks game. And would he sign up for that as the NBA matchup for the finals? Take a break here. 21 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. We all have something about ourselves we want to work on. Whether playing too many video games or hating our jobs. Of course, doing the work to actually make changes happen is easier said than done. Talkspace Online Therapy is here to help. Talkspace is the most convenient and affordable way to get dedicated support and accountability as you work towards your goals. You no longer have to go to an office and schedule appointments to work with a licensed therapist. Talkspace matches you with one of their 5,000 providers based on your needs and preferences, all from the privacy of your device. That's right, no awkward waiting rooms or scheduling hassles required. Talkspace Online Therapy makes getting that accountability and support more convenient and affordable than ever. After you match with one of their 5,000 licensed therapists, you can reach out to your therapist the very same day from anywhere at any time, either on the Talkspace mobile app or from your computer. The bottom line is that we could all benefit from therapy. Talkspace wants to give more of us a chance to achieve our goals and feel our best at a price we can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month of Talkspace to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code DAN to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's code DAN and Talkspace.com. 
five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Got the fire going inside. Got a fire going outside. A lot of meat out there on the Traeger grill. Man, this is a great day. A lot of meat in here, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just, uh, one of our uh, listeners sent in a punt, pass, and kick trophy, and uh, he won four of those. So he lives in Scottsdale now, and uh, Sheldon sends this in. He, he's got four of them. He sent one of his punt, pass, and kick uh, trophies. And uh, Chris Sims came in when I was doing the uh, display. I was showing this presentation, and you won the punt, pass, and kick competition one right. time in New Jersey. Right. And you didn't get a trophy. No. You got... Very special Phil Sims autograph football. <laughs> uh, it was hilarious. I don't even think the people that, that were putting on the punt, pass, and kick competition realized what first place was. So then when they gave it to me, they started, they, they kind of like opened up a package, started laughing. And I was like, what are they laughing at? And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, great. I'll put it on my, uh, I'll put it in my bedroom. Yeah. Got an autograph from your dad. Yeah. It's pretty All special. right. Uh, explain this, by the way, Chris Sims from NBC Sports. You can see him with uh, Mike Florio Monday through Friday, Pro Football Talk. Your top 10 all time list yeah. at the quarterbacking position. Right. So the rationale yeah. for your top 10 list was. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, just how good of a quarterback are you? You know, that's the way I kind of so look at it. it's not accomplishments. It's not accomplishments to me. No, you know, ac- accomplishments, hey, that's not even close. We know Tom Brady's number one there. That's hands down. Yes, I got you. Now, yeah, just because his team and he was a part of so many great accomplishments, you know, again, I just don't always say he's the greatest of all time. I don't. I'm not always going to go with accomplishments there because what, what are we going to start saying? Eli Manning is better than Brett Favre? Because he won an extra Super Bowl? I mean, no, you know that's not to be true. Or I always go back to my old saying, I mean, is Phil Simms better than Dan Marino? Because he's got it. Absolutely not. I'm not going to say that. So, you know, the accomplishments, sometimes I think we take the team. We're in this era right now of quarterback on a pedestal, and he's the reason you win and lose. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just try to fight back against that narrative. And, yeah, I just I'm going off of what I think. The best quarterbacks are. So the most talented quarterbacks of all time, you got Aaron Rodgers, John Elway. Yeah. Then you put Brady in there. Yeah. I think Brady's talent is underrated. Brady is special. I mean, his arm is special. You see now he's still got a 100-mile-per-hour fastball. He can still throw it 65, 70 yards down the field. You know, and then Brady's toughness and size and all that. Yeah, I mean, I think Brady is definitely one of the three best quarterbacks of all time. And I would say that if he only won two or three Super Bowls, I would be saying that. This has, it has nothing to do to me with the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, not, yeah. a, not athletic, not a big arm. No, not athletic, but, but again, size, more athletic, I think, than he gets credit for. You know, an arm that's really good. And then, I mean, Peyton Manning, you know he kind of changed football with what he did too. So some of the, like the coaching slash quarterback that he was on the field. Yeah. I kind of combined that together with that as well. And I mean, Peyton Manning, four Super Bowls with four different head coaches. I mean, the things he did, yeah, I think Peyton's, uh, you know, among well, the greatest. Also you're talking about talent, but you know, your mind, Yeah, you know, that's something, that, that's something that goes into it. Yeah. No doubt about it. None of, none of these guys really are stupid. I mean, <laughs> 
you know, some are maybe smarter than others, right? You know, do you want we'll to mention Terry names? Bradshaw, right? <laughs> Terry's my buddy. He knows I'm just joking. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking at Roger Staubach, how talented he was. Yeah, right. And Bradshaw, you know, was a javelin thrower in college. I mean, right. he, he was he was a great athlete. Yeah, never gets really mentioned when we talk about great quarterbacks of all time. Well, I mean, you know, and again, because he was, was on a great team and he won four Super Bowls and I think people kind of wipe it away. But, I mean... Yeah, what he won two NFL MVPs, won two Super Bowl MVPs, and you know was a big time player. Not always easy to play in that style of offense too. Run the ball, run the ball. Okay, now it's third and down. Throw a bomb to Stallworth or Lynn Swan. You know that's not always easy. Sometimes it's easier to be dink and dunk and dink and dunk and kind of be in a rhythm throwing the ball too. Joe Montana is behind Marino and yeah. Favre and Manning. And I know. That, yeah, that, that's the one you probably you heard from a lot of people. That yes, I did. And Drew Brees being 10th on your list right. you, because he had just set the record. Right. It's recency bias, too. I think people, you know, I mean, we even did a poll on PFT this week where people said, like, right now they would take Drew Brees over Tom Brady. And I want to be like, if this poll was taken five weeks ago or six weeks ago, I don't think that's the case. But because New England's struggling, I mean, six weeks ago, you know, Drew Brees was 3-2 and two as the starter and Teddy Bridgewater was 5-0. and oh. So. Yeah. But, you know, it is a little recency bias. Drew Brees is awesome. He's amazing. There's no doubt. Do I think he's a little overrated in the all-time lure of things? Yes. You know, do I think that John Elway or Dan Marino, if they were playing with Sean Payton in this era, would they put up stupid numbers? Of course they would. You know, and then the other thing I look with Drew Brees, too, and again, you know, if you're the top 10 of anything, I'm trying to, like, say this so people (laughs) will stop eviscerating me sometimes. You're top 10 of anything, you're really good, all right? But... You know, Drew Brees, you're not going to be top five to me when you have a stigma of you can't play in three quarters of the stadium in the NFL. You know, that that to me just says it all almost right there. You know, he's, his, he has a stigma of not being able to play outdoors in cold weather. That's to me where I go like Tom Brady stats compared to Drew Brees. They're not even comparable. Yeah, but Peyton Manning benefited from this Sure, as well. but he did go to Denver at the end and showed that that was capable, too, where he threw 55 touchdown passes and played in Kansas City and other yeah. games, too. Yeah. I, you know, he didn't have the stigma of, oh, gosh, he's going outside. The Colts are going to lose with Peyton Manning. He didn't have that. You know, so I look at that, you know, of course, a perfect offense that's around him. You watch the game on Monday night. I mean, how many, Michael Thomas, the best receiver in football. He's matched up against guys. We're going, how did he get him matched up against a linebacker, a safety Whatever it may be that way, too. And then, you know, yeah, Drew, you know, one Super Bowl, no MVPs. I think that speaks to a lot of it, too. A lot of it's yards and it's great and completion percentage. But yeah, I just don't think he's as talented as the guys I got in front of him. The best quarterback in football right now is? Uh, I'm going to give it to Lamar Jackson right now. I am. Yeah. Lamar's one, and I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes is two. Yeah. But where's Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is really probably three to me right now. Three to four, somewhere in there. I think three, four, and five right now, just where I look at it, between Rodgers, Watson, and Russell Wilson, very debatable there. Um, you know, I would, yeah, I, it's, I, I haven't thought about my recent top five a whole lot, but it, that was how I would juggle. I'm pretty confident in Lamar one, Mahomes two. And then three, four, five, I'd have to sit down and tinker with it a little bit. I would take Russell Wilson. As you would take him. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I, I'm not going to. I get you. I, I mean, can, there's nobody I'd rather have with the ball, with the game on the line. I hear that. I and hear and that. I know people, you know, they, they scream like, are you, you take him over Brady and Aaron Rodgers? Yes. With the game on the line. Sure. I, I would. He is. He's almost unstoppable in those moments. I mean, just like the 49ers game in overtime when he drove them down, he threw the interception. Yeah. We're so used to seeing him deliver. You're like, he threw an interception? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like shocking. Uh, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I really think mo- most of the year it was him one and two. 
Uh, I thought the last few weeks he hasn't played his best football, but no. I have no problem no. with that. Yeah. You know, and again, talk about an offense that's not easy sometimes, Dan. You know, that's they like to run the ball. Their are schemes I look at. I don't go, whoa, they're reinventing the world here with their pass schemes. And when he drops back to pass, he they drop back like looking to like twenty yard pass, yeah. twenty five yard pass, fifty yard. He bomb. doesn't dink and dunk. No, he does not dink and dunk. We're talking to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk uh, live co-host and NBC Sports NFL analyst, of course, a former NFL quarterback. Yeah, and we were just talking about the biggest play in Super Bowl history. Yeah, was Malcolm Butler I, I, against Seattle, right? I, I, I that, think that won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think I think about it. That's uh, a really good one. That's up there now. I. I just don't understand. Peyton Manning throwing the pick, six, and then maybe Scott Norwood wide right. I think Those the onside the, kick was just as big. You're I, right. I think that was bigger from the standpoint yeah. of momentum and the surprise element. Right. Yeah. Was okay. Pretty cr- I, 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 that's a good one. James Harrison's interception against Kurt Warner. No doubt. Was an unbelievable. They, they knew what he, they were going to do. They knew right. the play. Right. And he went back in coverage. Right. And then to beat the clock and get into the end zone. Is amazing. Because Arizona had total kind of momentum and control at that and point. And Tyrese, it, he didn't score a touchdown. It led to a touchdown. Right. It, it, it's an incredible play. Yeah. I'm with you, though. I think Malcolm Butler would probably be one. I honestly think that's the that was the greatest Super Bowl I've ever watched and to to, to put that up there too you know and, and to watch and, and this Russell Wilson was the best player on the field right until that final pass yep but but I don't understand the still to this day yeah and it's sensitive if you bring it up to Pete and, and or sure. Russ and I understand that but like from a an NFL perspective yeah when that play comes in right because I thought if you throw a pass I, I wanted the run pass option that's all. Run pass option. Sure. And if you don't have your receiver, I want him outside where he's the only one who can get. Yeah, it. I hear you. It was a. I think the thing that I drove me crazy about it is it was a go to play for them all year long, and I want to just be like, if if I when they lined up, you could ask my buddy Adam Lefko a Bleacher Report. I went, oh, they're going to try to throw the pick slant underneath here. We were watching the game together. And, of course, they did it. And if you think I knew it, I'm pretty sure Bill <laughs> Belichick knew it, right? And, then, you know, the thing that also drives you crazy, the play before, what was it, Marshawn Lynch up the middle for seven yards down to the two or one-yard line? Yeah. And, you know, I also say this, too. People blame Russell Wilson. That's not a Russell Wilson. That's like That play is like you catch it and you throw it. You trust it. It's not a play where you have enough time to read. It's a bam, bam play. But if Malcolm Butler, who joined us after the game, yeah. he said... Coach told me on Wednesday, right. when you see this, go right for the ball. Right. And so it, Belichick, it's a bam, bam play. Cause yep. it, you know, and yeah, so they taught, they taught him. He was ready for it. They were ready for it. Gotcha. And Bill saw the chaos over there, but that was a great Super Bowl. And I'm with you. I think that's probably is the greatest play in Super Bowl history. Yeah. You just, you get one team that gets the fourth, their, their fourth Super Bowl. Brady gets four. They had lost two in a row. The Seahawks, we were all going, is that going to be a dynasty where they were up? What? 20 to 10 at, at some point in the fourth quarter, right? Something like that. I mean, that was a lot of big plays and big-time players. But you're looking at Pete Carroll then with two Super Bowls, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson with two Super Bowls. Right. Like, you're, you're viewed completely different. Yes. When you add the second one. Yeah. Uh, you go to a different strategy. Like, if Breeze had two Super Bowls. Right. I think on a lot of lists, he'd probably then he's be in the top five. I get you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think, I think you're Rivers right. Rivers had one. Right. 
Right, he'd be a different player, no doubt. It's it's, it's a shame that you like crazy. that. It, but it, it's crazy that it comes. Like your dad, I always say, if your dad had another one, he's in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Probably. If he doesn't get hurt for that second one where Hosteller plays and yeah. they beat the Bills and all that, yeah, probably. You're right. But that's that's the way it is. It's the way it's determined. That's okay. You but know? he did have... He had a good career. Did anybody have a better... Who's had it? Steve Young had a better game than your dad. Yeah, Steve had the six touchdown passes against, against the, the Chargers. Chargers. Right. But your dad had an, a near-perfect... Yeah. game against Denver. I think he still got the completion percentage record for Were a you game. at the game? I was there. Yeah, six and a half. I mean, that was I could still remember sitting there. I mean, I was pumped, too. Disney World was at halftime. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I mean, come on. It was Phil Elway and Mickey Mouse. Couldn't go wrong. Wait, you were six years old? Six and a half, yeah. Six and a half. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wait, Very aware. At, at what point do you say you don't put the half on there? Well, once Usually you get when past, you're like two and a half when or you get three. Past 10, like, how old are you now? You get, I'm 39 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break more with Chris Sims. We'll talk about some of the matchups here. Do you think Brady is hurt? Uh, if Lamar's winning the MVP, who is second? What about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys facing the Eagles? We'll continue with Chris Sims right after this at Traeger Meet Friday, Dan Patrick Show. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using them for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three. Two, one, I'm out. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Chris Sims is uh, staying with us here on this Meet Friday. Pro Football Talk Live co-host with Mike Florio, NBC Sports NFL analyst, former NFL quarterback. Best game this weekend. Ooh, best game this weekend. Mm, that's a good one. I know there. there's a lot at stake with right. Dallas in Philadelphia. Yeah. Is that the best game this week? I don't think it's the best game, no. I mean, because Philadelphia and best game don't go together right now with the way they play, their defense not good. I mean, it's Carson Wentz just jamming in one more, you know, six and seven yard completions one at a time into tight coverage. So, you know, I I really think the best game of the weekend is it to me it's either the Bills Patriots or or Packers Vikings. Okay. Yeah, one of those two. I mean Rams Niners is in that list too. I'm I guess I'm most excited for Bills Pat Patriots. Because I think the Bills are not picking them to win, but I think one mistake by the Patriots. I mean one interception or fumble or something like that, and they're they they could be primed to lose a game like this. Because Brady, even though he's not playing well this year, has not made mistakes. Right. He's done great that way. Josh Allen 
makes mistakes. He will make mistakes. But, you know, there's a different Josh Allen now than the, during the you know early part of the year. 100%. Because they were winning in spite of him. Right. Now I think they're winning in part because of him. No doubt. I agree. They, 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 they took a little off his plate. Like when I went back and watched the first matchup between the Pats and the Bills this week, I like to go back and just go, oh, kind of what happened. And to your point, they had Josh Allen in the shotgun a lot, and they were like, oh, we're just going to let Josh throw the ball all over the place. And it was a disaster. He threw three horrible interceptions, and it really led to them losing the football game. They've kind of dialed back what they ask of him. They play a little more of a balanced game, running, throwing, take a shot here and there. You could see he's got tremendous talent, and he's matured. I think he's realized, like, okay, wait, our defense is really good. I don't need to go out and throw 50-yard bombs into triple coverage all the time. And, uh, you know, he has superstar potential. I think everybody's seen it a little with his arm and his athleticism and his size. But if I He's just, just said, raw, we we know Lamar Jackson now. Yeah. It, it's of that draft class, right? The we, cream of the crop. Yeah, and you liked Lamar coming out. I did. You I liked, liked him. I did. It's a bad than, rap. Yeah. I mean, he wanted to play quarterback, and he was a quarterback in college who looked to throw the ball, and then when it wasn't there, he ran. But do you think because he was so good at running that you know that we or the scouts didn't think he was good enough as a pass? Like sometimes, yeah. if you're really good at one thing, then we we assume you're not really good at something else. Yeah, I, I think so. Along with the color of his skin. I know I'm sorry to say that, but yeah, he got pegged as like, oh, he's a black running quarterback. That's what he does. And I just, you know, I think there was more to it than that. And then, you know, too, I think, you know, as you watched him, was the throwing always like, oh, wow, that on point, on point, perfect throw, perfect throw. No, you know, you'd have some games where you'd go, this is amazing. And then the next game you'd go, Man, he's like two for five on slant routes that are open today, you know. So he had some mechanical flaws he needed to work out, which he has. And you've seen already. He's just he's grown as a passer this this season right in front of us. Okay, but if we put Lamar in a separate category yeah. and you can have all the other quarterbacks. So yeah. you're talking about Josh Allen being the potential to be a superstar. Yeah. Uh, He'd be my two Sam D- okay. right now. So you take him over Mayfield, Darnold? Yeah, I would. I, you know, and again, it's, it's close because they're all talented and I like all of them. I, I, I always say this, and I've said this a few times lately because this drives me crazy. See, this is where, to me, like bias comes in, the media, everything, people that follow the sport. If Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield were 10-4 and four right now and had just gone into Pittsburgh and done that, the world would be going, oh, are they the greatest thing since sliced bread? Look at the gold that the Browns struck with the first pick in the draft or the Jets struck. But because it's Buffalo and Josh Allen, you know, I don't know what it is, but it doesn't get the credit it deserves. Um, but yeah, I would go him one. Well, he, he went into or two, you he, know, he after went into Lamar. Pittsburgh. He went into Dallas. Yes. Like those were impressive right. games. With not people around him where you're going like, oh, well, if you don't stop John Brown, you're in deep trouble. But but you can't be a better runner than a passer at that position. No, and, no. And he's still a better runner than a passer. Yeah, it's, it's yes. It's he's closer. Still, you're right. It's closer. It's closer. Here. He's still a backyard football kind of guy, for okay, sure. The team that yeah. you can see slow down Lamar Jackson is who? Uh, well, I, I, again, you give Bill Belichick the second time. Um, you know, I've, I'm always skeptical of that. I do think it's a really tough matchup for the Patriots this year. They have they lack big people for but the that first game. Will be in Baltimore. It'll be in Baltimore, but I'm always I'm never going to doubt New England and Bill and Tom totally. I wouldn't there, either. But yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I would say the other team though is is really the an obvious one to me in the in the AFC. It's it's Kansas City. You know, Kansas City is a tough matchup for Baltimore. You know, there's a reason they beat them. To, you know, the last two years, Baltimore likes to get in your face, play bump bump and run man to man. They don't want to give you anything easy. 
That's like like Patrick Mahomes is like, oh my gosh, they're going to play bump run man man <laughs> on Tyree Kill. This is amazing. I'm going to get to throw 50 yard bombs all game. So that's where it's scary for them. Also, and the Chiefs have been quietly yes, getting better, getting better, and their defense is better. Yes. And their defense has size up front to where I don't think Baltimore can just steamroll them and control the line of scrimmage. Where you know with the run game and everything like that. Uh, handicap. I, I don't know what to expect out of Dallas. Yeah. Now, I'm on record as loving Dallas, and they were going to be my Super Bowl pick if I didn't take Philadelphia. Yeah, okay. I really I really thought Dallas was going to be great this year. I did, too. Okay. I don't know what to expect out of them. I know Dak and his shoulder and those kind of things, but um, you got Dallas Cowboys figured out? Uh, no, absolutely not. But, I mean, like, to, your, to what your thought is and everything, like, you're not, you're not wrong. Dallas is clearly, as we saw again last week, you know, this is the crazy thing about Dallas. It's you know, the top offense in the league, a top seven defense, and yet they're like the 13th best record. That doesn't make sense. That tells you something about their management of the game or the style they're playing is not working. Something's not correlating there. But as far as the team itself, they're as talented as any team in football. I mean, we go through the positions, right? I mean, Dak Prescott, he's arguably a top five, top eight quarterback. Offensive line, top three in football. Running back, definitely top five. Defensive line, top five. Linebacker duo, top five. Corner duo, top five. Safety is probably the only position you can go to and go, they're not top five in that. So, no, I don't have them figured out, but they're one of those teams I would just say watch out for. Like, if they get hot, they can play with anybody in the league. If you're Urban Meyer and Jerry Jones offers you that job, yeah, would you take it? I would. Yeah, I would. It's the Dallas Cowboys, and they're set up right now for a run. They, they really are. You know, they got some young stars. The offensive line signed up for a while. But if Washington or Cleveland calls, is there a better job than Dallas if Dallas comes open? I don't think there is. Okay. I think Dallas is really special. The big thing you got to deal with with Dallas is just the Jones family. And who, uh, listen, I got a lot of respect That's a for lot. Them. It's a lot. It's a I, lot. I, I said that I, if I was Lincoln Riley, I would stay at Oklahoma and not take the Cowboys job. I, I would too. I don't think that's the right fit. Like, you know, again, and, and not to say Lincoln Riley can't do it, but I, I feel like this team is ready now. You don't want to have a coach that's like, Oh, let me get used to the NFL and the way the NFL is. That, that to me, he's more made for like what Cliff Kingsbury did in Arizona. Okay, we want to build something. Lincoln Riley, we want to bring you there with a young quarterback and groom it and make everything about that. That would be more the Lincoln Riley approach for me. Like Cleveland, like Cleveland could work that way. Yes. He's uh, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, NBC Sports NFL analyst. Great to see you. You the man. Uh, Former punt pass and kick champ. Woo! Yeah. And I like it. that sweater, man. Thank you. That's when you know you're big time when they make Christmas sweaters with your initials on it. I can get you one. Okay. Thanks. I can get you know you. some people? I can get you one. <laughs> All right. Uh, final hour coming up. Mark Jackson will join us on loan from the Mothership. We'll talk about last night's Laker game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Final hour this Meat Friday coming up. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one five hour energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life and now it comes in two great tropical flavors strawberry banana and tropical burst they're delicious and can transport you to 
a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.